Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. My name's Chris Badgett, and I have a special guest, Matt Medeiros from the Matt Report and Pagely. Welcome back on the show, Matt. Chris, thanks for having me back. I'm excited uh, to be here. It's great to, uh, to see your new set, the new amazing uh, remote but not remote office that you have. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, well, it's, it's good to be back with you. Ever since I came across you, um, I could just tell there was this overlap of interest in sales, marketing, video, WordPress, uh, podcasting. There's just all these similarities. And it was great to connect with you online and then ultimately run into you at conferences and things like that. But I wanted to geek out today for the course creators and the membership site builders out there that are you know, making content, thinking about marketing, trying to get their message out in a bigger way. I want to really zero in on the YouTube economy. Because for me, video marketing, if you want to call it that, is, has always been my weapon of choice because uh, I just enjoy making it. And even before I had a business, I would, uh, you know, I, I used to do a lot of mountaineering and expeditions and climbing and stuff like that. I was that annoying guy who was always dragging the camera like up the side of the cliff face and pointing the camera at my friends. And, and they were, you know, back before it was easy and everybody had a camera on their phone and all that. I used to make little documentary videos and all this stuff, but uh, I've always been really into video and it's, it's translated really well to marketing and online content. What's your history with video? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's funny. I, I was actually thinking about this the other day. I remember in, I think it was middle school. I think it was middle school. I think it was sixth grade or seventh grade science. Uh, we had to come up with something. And I remember like always being fascinated about radios. And my dad, I guess, when he was younger, was also fascinated uh, with radios and transistor radios back then, because those were things that were a thing back when he was, you know, young. And I remember, I remember growing up and he had like this small little transistor radio. Um, and he was always sort of like an army kind of guy, military army. He wasn't in the serve, but he always collected things. He duck hunted and stuff like that and sort of an outdoors kind of guy. But uh, it was a cool like little radio. And I remember being fascinated with it. When I was a kid, I would just bring it everywhere I went. I would listen to it. Um, but then I remember, you know, that science class and we had to come up with something. And my, my uncle was also into radio and he showed me how to make a handmade AM radio, which you can do with like a roll of, I think I use like a roll of toilet paper, like a, the cardboard roll of the toilet paper with some copper wire strung around it. And you can kind of... Uh, you know, solder on some headphones and you can listen to AM radio and you can tune it by like dragging saying, I don't remember the specifics of it. But I've always been fascinated about sort of, I guess, radio and audio. And, uh, you know, I guess maybe that's my affinity to podcasting, why I like it. Plus I have an opinion. I like to share it, <laughs> whether people listen to it or not. That's, I guess the podcasting helps. But the video side of it was, I mean, I remember when I started my agency about a decade ago, uh, we were this is like, this is when I was looking at YouTube, like, wow, this is the next big thing. And I remember sitting down with a bunch of people years and years ago, and they were like, what do you think is the next big thing? And these were, this was where they were sort of like a competitor in my local market. And I was like, I, I think streaming TV is going to be huge. This is before Netflix. This is just on the dawn of like YouTube and Vimeo was just coming out. And they were like, yeah, yeah. Like, we think it's going to be like, you know, some other crazy thing. I like the cloud. Like they were just like, no, oh, it's the cloud is the next thing. And I was like, oh, that's great. And now I look back and I'm like, 
damn, I was right. <laughs> um, and I remember starting video at the studio doing YouTube five, six years ago. Just like you said, like iPhones just coming out, creating audio and video, or at least video was very difficult back then. Um, we started as a photography studio and we did videography. We had a local videographer that worked with us. But like cameras were massive. File size was massive. And we're talking like 1080, 720, 1080p video. Everything was just big and bulky. Editing it was hard and arduous. And, um, but I've been doing it ever since. And I continue to do it because it's just a fascinating medium for me. So that was a long answer. I hope that answered everything. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. Um, one of the things I like to do personally when I'm trying to relax is, or if I'm tuning out of work or just having some personal time, I enjoy geeking out and just going into YouTube. It's where I like to get my entertainment. And there's different kind of um, like fitness or lifestyle or health or, uh, you know, personalities that I follow that have nothing to do with my work life. And I learn a lot. And sometimes I see, uh, you know, certain videos that have like a ton of view counts and they're not necessarily selling something, but I'm always like thinking, looking for the patterns, like, why is this video so huge? And, and, you know, why are people so interested in this? Why does this one have 20,000 comments on it? And how can I leverage that for business? But I want to turn it back to you. Uh, what niches can we learn from, or I guess, have you learned from on the internet? Yeah. Or on, on YouTube. On YouTube. On what YouTube. You yeah. So I mean, it's a great question. Literally yesterday, I just published a video on my YouTube channel about this uh, or about one of the verticals that I pay attention to. And that's video gaming. Okay. Um, sort of just recently, there is a Twitch streamer uh, by the screen name of Ninja. Um, his first name's Tyler. Of course, now I'm forgetting his last name. Uh, but he is playing this game called Fortnite. Like all of the kids and, and even adults and, and friends that I have are playing this game. It's uh, quite a phenomenon. Uh, just, to, just to jump in, he's live streaming this, right? He's, like li he's live streaming this stuff. Which, which means it's not just uploading, recording, and uploading later. He's just live streaming him playing the video game. Him playing the video game. And uh, for those that missed the headlines yesterday or whenever you're, people listen to this, uh, He's doing $500,000 a month in sponsored revenue uh, and ads that's serving up on the Twitch platform and on the, on the YouTube platform. And he just recently, the reason why he got into these headlines and he was on CNBC uh, was because he had Drake, the rapper or hip hop artist, whatever you want to label him as, uh, Drake actually played with him, played this game with him and streamed with him. So it brought, it brought hundreds of thousands of live views uh, to his channel. And it's just a fascinating entertainment industry now because it is difficult, right? So the funny thing was, is watching this folks on the CNBC Squawk Alley show be like, you're making 500 grand a month playing video games. Like, <laughs> like they just can't figure that part out. And to the, to the layman, people are like, wow, I, all I have to do is play video games and I can make money. Well, yes, you can. Just like everything else, you can make websites and make money. You can hit a baseball and make money. You can cook food and make money, but you just have to be awesome at it. And streaming takes it to a whole other level because in these competitive games, like you have to be good. You can't be terrible. Nobody's going to watch. Like nobody's watching a guy go up to bat and strike out all the time or a girl hit a tennis ball and, you know, hit it into the net all the time. People want to see awesome athletes or awesome performers. So you have to be really good at the game. And then you have to engage your audience 
at the same time, like it is multiple levels of talent to be able to play this game, win, and engage an audience, watch a chat screen, and then do that five times a day. I don't know about you, Chris, but when I create videos and I watch your live streams uh, whenever I can, if you go for a long live stream, just yourself talking to a camera, I'm drained by the end of it. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, wow. And these guys will stream and girls will stream eight hours a day, five days a week. It is a, not an easy task. Um, so again, long way of answering your question. Video gaming is something that I'm super interested in because I think it's a whole level, different level of talent. Um, and certainly the start of an industry, esports, all of that stuff. This is just the, just the infancy of, of where this market's going. That's awesome. There's a lot I want to unpack in there. One thing is just from a, you know, like a human perspective before live streaming, there was a concept called life streaming. And that's what we do on Facebook, on Instagram. Even at the beginning of this conversation, you mentioned I've been sharing on different places, pictures in my home office that I've been building out in the yard. I am life streaming my life through digital media. And that's a part of this, like people attached to like, you know, different people they resonate with, or, you know, we're, we're now in an age where, um, you know, we share our life publicly, you know, and it's, there's just this whole live streaming thing and people, there's a couple of concepts around that. One is who is the audience for that? Well, maybe somebody just likes it. Maybe somebody is looking for entertainment. There's also this whole voyeurism thing, like in the online space, um, in, in like commute, online communities or blogs, there's something called a lurker. This is somebody who like observes, but doesn't interact. And then, you know, two, three, four years later, they're like, Hey, I've been following you for like, since, you know, 2007. And this is my first comment and blah, 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 blah. It's just, there's something going on in human nature here. So I find that very interesting. Um, do you have any comments on live streaming in general? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's something that, you know, humans have been doing forever. Um, I guess generally in the form of the, I guess, the more traditional liberal arts, uh, painting, um, or the, I guess the, the real arts, not, even, not just liberal arts, the real arts, uh, painting, poetry, you know, writing stories, that kind of thing. I think a lot of people have expressed themselves that way um, in you know, centuries, thousands of years of, of mankind. Um, but now with the tools that we have in front of us, iPhones and iPads and, and Facebook, it's just a new form of expression. That's the way I see it. But I also see it as something that if you're a business owner specifically, I, you know, my prediction is like a little scary is this is the last thing we have left. This, I mean, I don't know what else we have besides ourselves to build a brand for your company. Um, and I really see it as sort of our last defense against, and we, you and I talked about this on another podcast a, a little while ago. I see this as our last defense against big corporation, like an Amazon who comes in and says, hey, that's great. Chris makes blankets. He sells those blankets for a hundred bucks. We're going to sell them for 10 bucks. <laughs> so forget Chris and his hundred dollar blanket. We'll get you a blanket for 10 bucks. And then you don't really care because you're like, I'm going to save $90. Um, building the brand uh, of yourself and uh, being able to tell that story, I think is the last defense we have against, you know, huge corporations and big marketing budgets. Um, and automation. 
And automation, correct. Yep. Why do humans buy and how can video help with that? And just to, just to contextualize that, let's assume we're talking to like a WordPress product company or somebody making a, an online course or membership site. I mean, the only reason why I invest, well, there's two reasons really I invest in YouTube. One is just because I do find it enjoyable. Um, you know, I, I, I like to blog, but I'm not good at sitting down and, and punching out a thousand to 1500 words, uh, consecutively, uh, turning on a camera, editing a little bit and uploading is super easy for me. Um, um, so there's, there, there's one side of it, but two, it's, it, you're making a deeper connection with your customer. Um, I talked about this in, in another video that I did is like, this is the electronic handshake, right? This is, I, I grew up in the car industry and in the sales process and just the, the initial pre-sales process of meeting a customer, finding out if you have the right car for them and are they the right customer for you? It was interactive. <laughs> Obviously they were on the car lot and you're, as you walk up to a customer, you see their body language, whether or not they want to talk to you, how are they dressed, where are their kids, where are their family, what do they drive in on? Everything is, a, you know, a very interactive touch and smell kind of experience. You handshake, how do they handshake, how do they talk to you? Um, and we don't have that in the digital space without video. Uh, you know, especially for freelancers out there who are building websites, a lot of people, how, how do I, how do I get more customers? Well, you got to go out and meet people. Uh, and if you can't get out and meet people, or if you want to augment that experience, you still have to get out of your seat and go talk to customers and find customers. But if you want to augment that experience, launch some video and do some YouTube. And that's the way I see it supplementing these businesses, telling the story and connecting with people and live stream is the second component to that. A lot of people just might think of it as the same, but the live streaming component is the chance for you to interact with your audience in the moment on a given, you know, time. Whereas at you're, scale too. At scale, right. At, at massive scale. Um, whereas the, the one-off uploads that you do to YouTube or your stories, Instagram stories, or just regular video uploads, is you able to sort of present this particular story, this case of yours and here you go, watch this and consume it. Yeah, that's, that's really good. And, you know, there's a classic sales statement when someone's like trying to figure out their marketing. You hear people say, well, people buy from people uh, they know, like, and trust. How, how can we as business owners convey that through video? First and foremost, don't try to copy somebody else that's your aspiring to be, right? Or a competitor. Um, I say that because I think a lot of us, myself included, we all start by saying, oh, you know, look what she's doing over there. I, I, I can I, do that. I'm going to do that exact thing. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Um, and I've told this story countless times when I started my podcast, I copied Andrew Warner of Mixergy podcast to a T, like the intro, the little quirky music and the way I did like ad reads. And it was just, I did it for like six episodes and it was so difficult because I was trying to be him or like at least have this framework of him. And I was just like, ah, I can't do this anymore. It's just way too much work. Um, and in order to win, you have to be, you have to be yourself, which a lot of people will start off for the first time with a lot of faults. And I think that that is okay. And that's actually the organic way to build a true audience. Um, I look at internet marketers like 
Derek Halpern, who I followed for a, a quite some time. And he was one of the first guys I saw really invest in high quality HD video when no one else really was, or at least the people I was following, they weren't really doing. This is maybe five or six years ago. Um, and it was great stuff. It was, it was, but it was produced. Uh, but he was teaching a particular lesson and he was giving you information and you were watching because you wanted to learn what he has set out to teach you. And it, and it was just great quality video. And back then it was hard to come by. Now, here we are in 2018 and he's sort of revitalized his video by doing what you said, live streaming and trying to be more of that Gary Vaynerchuk thing where it's just follow you around and here's what I do at work. And it was a little choppy. It was a little rough for me because I felt like he was trying to force this particular, you know, this particular flavor of video onto us. Um, but he got, he got a lot better at it. I think what he realized was, yeah, I'm trying to be like this Gary Vaynerchuk thing that I know my audience likes. And he sort of dialed that back and it's become much more sort of talking head story lessons or stories and lessons, which I appreciate. Um, I didn't really appreciate the following him around kind of thing because it was felt like really staged, like the stuff that he was doing. Um, again, long way of saying don't copy people because it shows. Um, and, and be able to tell your story and stay true to it is, is the second piece of that is, is how I would frame that. So that's how you get the knowing, the liking, and the trusting. Yep. I, want to talk, I want to talk a little bit about big view numbers. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the, the classic strategies I recommend for course creators specifically is to take your best two lessons and take that video content, upload it to YouTube, and you're giving out a free sample. Um, I have... Uh, videos in the organic gardening niche that uh, have been up for a couple of years with like 30, 40,000 views on them that are inside of my paid course. And they're a great lead generator for my online course website. But it's a very tight niche within organic gardening within something called permaculture. And the video was not, th that particular course involved us filming somebody on the stage who is, you know, a best-selling author in that industry. And we were basically bringing this industry online and uh, we got big view numbers for that. Uh, how else, or what are you seeing that gets big view numbers? It's really easy. Uh, you know, if people want to grow their, their, their YouTube audience fast is they just have to create content that people are searching for. The challenge is finding what they're searching for, what the competition is that, you know, how are you competing with other creators out there that are creating the same kind of content? Um, but I've been telling this story and I was just checking while you were talking, I was checking my other YouTube channel, Plug and Tut. Uh, it's at 5,400 followers right now. Not a huge number by any stretch of the imagination, but your LMS only has, I think, 1200 as of this recording, just throwing that out there. Right. Um, and, and the Matterport only has about 1300. Um, the, the thing with that channel that I learned really fast was one, I didn't like making boring tutorial content. I like creating tutorial content, but I didn't like doing it at a constant cadence. Uh, it was just kind of like, uh, another tutorial, right? There's other people that can, can sit there and do that better than I can. Um, but what I did learn is, man, if you're just search terms and you're putting in keywords that people are looking for and you have at least a, you know, inkling of interest and you're sort of entertaining and, and you actually have the right content, people are going to like it. I mean, I just quickly looked, uh, the 2017, 
uh, yeah, the 2017 theme. I did a, a tutorial video on that. It's already got, I mean, it's got 50,000 views on just that, on just that video alone. Again, these aren't huge numbers, but we're just talking WordPress here. But the idea was I was creating content every week, tutorials, and I, in six months, got it to whatever, 2,000 subscribers. And I haven't touched it since. So almost a year. And it's got another, it's d- almost doubled or, or well beyond doubled itself without me even touching it and uploading another video in just a year. Uh, so that goes to tell you that that evergreen content, that SEO'd content, and that wasn't my intent going into it, uh, but that good titled content and creating good content is going to get people to subscribe and grow your channel. It's one of those things where I look back, it's like, man, if I just kept it going, what would I be at now? <laughs> would I be at 50,000 subscribers if I kept going, uh, which is sort of a life lesson. But uh, yeah, I mean, creating that titled content or well-titled content and answering what people are searching for is a great way to grow your channel. I think the human brain is, is sometimes hard at grasping big numbers, you know, whether that's a bil- how much money does a billionaire actually have or what's what's the difference between a, you know, a video that gets 500 versus 50,000 views the, and the content creator may just, their passion level for the, their videos may always be about the same, but then you hit, you hit a nerve and you see the numbers really go way up. Sometimes it's hard to conceptualize the, uh, you know, the demand that's out there for different things and not all niches are created equal. People, the humans are <laughs> the humans. <laughs> humans are just we're just so uh, attached to to big numbers. And as a creator, you want to see numbers go up because it's a it's a indication of of I guess success and 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 growth. So you you, you want to see numbers. I you know I posted a, vi- a video the other day and it already got it got like one thumbs down. Like as soon as I posted it, I'm like God. Like, you know, this is drives me crazy. But at the same time, like, I just have to let that stuff go. Um, and you have to look at your markets. Like you said, this is WordPress, or at least for me anyway, a lot of the content that I've talked about for five years or six years now, it's only, it's only so big. Like, there's only so many people that care about WordPress. And there's only so many people that care about WordPress on YouTube. And what's that number? 100,000, maybe. You have to start branching out to more broader entrepreneurship and business if you want to go beyond that. And then you look at somebody like Peter McKinnon, who's just this sort of creative uh, individual who has gone from zero to a million in a year or over a million now. But this is like, this is photography, this is creative, and this is entertaining. And he puts out amazing work. And then he does some stuff with like Casey Neistat. So there's some connection and networking there. So there's a whole big bag of, of, of things that go together to make that success. But the point is, it's a whole different space. If you want to be just a vlogger of like mountains and skiing like he's doing, you can do it, but you have to do it like him in order to get, you know, the, the tremendous amount of numbers. It's, it's a competitive space when you start to break out of those, those little niches. That's awesome. <clears throat> and there's a, uh, I want to give people like, if you're, you're interested in getting on YouTube and you're like, where the heck do I start? I want to give people an idea that I used when I very first started my uh, WordPress web design agency called Badget Web Design at the time and how I got my first clients from YouTube. And that was I created uh, 20 videos. <laughs> I, re- I went fly fishing down by a river in Montana. I brought my laptop and a little table. <laughs> and I prepared before I went 
to have basically 10 questions that people ask me as like somebody who builds websites and then 10 questions that people should be asking me, but they're not. And those became the, you know, the prompts for my 20 videos. And when people type into Google or YouTube, um, it was the, it was the phrases that would, you know, come up in the search results. And that's a selling skill that comes from empathy and putting yourself in the customer shoes. Like, what are they asking? Not what is your expertise or what do you offer? But literally, what are they asking? People type the most private, obscure things <laughs> into Google or YouTube search, and they, they could end up with you. But they may not know what the solution is. They just know what their problem is. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, I mean... One of the things I was going through my head is I, I was thinking about a lot of, uh, just because I was at my co-working space the other day and there was like a, a local web designer sort of meetup happening. Uh, and there's a lot of people that, like you did, could benefit greatly if they created a dozen framework videos of like, here's what it's like to do work with me. Here's the services I provide. Um, but at the same time, what I see, this might not answer your question 100%, but we'll find out. What I see in the web developer and web design space are people are so opinionated with how they do this stuff that they don't listen to their customer and that they don't speak the way that their customer is going to connect with them. Um, there will be a point where hands down, you shouldn't be doing video yet. <laughs> Uh, you know, <clears throat> you have to be able to know that this is a this isn't just a conversation. You're if you're recording yourself, this isn't just a conversation that you're having with this camera in this room. This is a conversation that you're having with hundreds of thousands of people in front of you. That's the way that you have to approach it, uh, and that you're selling yourself in that video. So a lot of people will just be fact oriented. This is the way I do websites. It's going to be mobile responsive. It's going to this be is my process. Yeah, this is my process. Like you have to understand this is going to be that pre-sales connection. And it's less about that and way more about the person that's watching uh, the show and how or watching the, sh the video and how they're going to engage with you in this process. You even have to an example. I just want to give an example. The business owner is going to type in, how do I get more leads through my website? Right. Yep. And then that, and, and, and that video is going to be <clears throat> number one, how you're going to solve that, but not in the technical details. It's going to be, how are you going to educate them? What is a lead to them? What is a good conversion rate to them? More importantly, that person who typed in, how am I going to convert more leads? Are they, the, are, are they hiring me for the right vertical? You know, my friend and your friend, John Locke, he's sort of focused in on man, SEO for manufacturers. But if a restaurant came to him and said, "How do I book more tables?" Yeah, he knows the he knows how to the, how to do that, but he doesn't serve that specific client uh, or that set of clients. And that's an opportunity for you as the creator and the agency owner to say, "I'm going to create content that qualifies the right customer." So n neither none of our time none of our times are wasted with with an engagement like this. Uh, and they'll expect the expect expectations are set right out of the gate. Um, so yeah, I mean, connecting with the customer videos, sets of videos, these are all great things that people should do. I, and, and I don't see enough of it myself included <laughs> myself included. I create so many videos 
and, and audio podcast, I don't, I don't, it's on my to-do list. This exact thing is on my to-do list to have a frame of videos that say, when you come to the Matt Report, this is what you should expect. It's not easy because there's this whole content wheel that's being created all the time and you never find the time to actually get that, you know, the, the, the painter's house is never painted or however that, that phrase goes. Exactly. And also as experts or content creators, teachers, membership site people, sometimes we get so close to our expertise. It's called the curse of knowledge, expertitis. It has a lot of names, but we forget about those original pain points, which makes it hard to create content. And, and to bring it back to like, you know, uh, digit, digitalizing or augmenting yourself, I think were your words. Part of the sales process, the classic framework is AIDA, awareness, um, what's I, interest, decision, and action. Your YouTube videos can really help at the beginning of that. You might need to like personally help close and help them take action, but just for people to become aware of your offer, your, your service, your product, your learning program, uh, YouTube can really help with that and, and, and generate interest. And, you know, and you, this is like the top of the sales funnel, especially from an inbound marketing perspective. We talked a lot, a little bit about big numbers, but I want to talk about small numbers. If your business like John Locke's SEO for manufacturing is well niched, that you don't, it's not necessarily big numbers that you need to care about. You're just trying to get qualified leads. So if you have a video that gets 120 views in a really tight niche, awesome. So what, what, what would you say about that? You know, a lot of this stuff, and I'm going to pull in some of the points that, that you just made. I think a lot of the success, you have to define your own success. And just like you said, is you, you might not need huge numbers. You don't need Casey Neistat numbers to, to, to make your living doing whatever it is that you're doing. What I'm not really good at is I'm not good at, let me take a step back. So I know a lot of creators, podcasts, and, 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 and YouTubers who are just amazing at like content plans, content calendars, buckets of content that they're going to create and how they're going to convert on that and which headline they're going to use and they map it all out. I am terrible at that. What I am good at is I just like doing it. <laughs> so I know a lot of those consistently. So I know a lot of those people that, that do all of this sort of streamlined workflow, everything is to the T, but they hate it or they don't hate it, but they're not, doesn't generally inspire them. They just do it because this is my marketing plan. I know I have to do this. I'm going to do it. So I do it. And I, just uh, want to, I want to jump in on that point. I know people who are like, oh, I got to do another live again because that's what I'm supposed to do as a marketer. When I go live, I'm like, I can't wait to share what I have on my board. I yeah. Gonna... <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, so, so I think that balance is going to help you determine what that success is because it's just, it is a lot of work and a lot of people don't realize that. And you, you can get burned out really fast and you'll never be able to see the, uh, uh, the fruits of your labor come to fruition because you give, you've given up too soon. This, this is the long game, at least I think so, uh, for this stuff. It is a long game thing. So you're planting these seeds now uh, for the future growth. Uh, and, and that balance is, is super, super key in all of this. And that's where you find I might not be getting those. I might not be getting those big numbers, but it's it's certainly a connection that is made. I was thinking about this too the other day. Would I ever stop doing this stuff? 
And, and what is it going to look like in, in 10 years, right? From, from small to big. Recently, I launched or I am launching, uh, I've already made the announcements, created the Facebook pages and everything for a local podcast in my community. It's called We Are Here. It's about South Coast mass entrepreneurship. And I've been sitting on this idea for two years, maybe, and it just hasn't been the right time. But it's becoming the right time. Entrepreneurship and startups and the sort of ethos in my area is really kicking into, into high gear now. There's a lot of startups coming into this area. It's just talked about more. And the tools of like Facebook and live streaming are just getting better. And people are becoming more conditioned to, oh, like entrepreneurship stories. That's really cool, but that's Shark Tank. I don't know anything about that. I want to know about something in our local area. Uh, so I was, I'm striking when I hope the iron is hot. And uh, it's been an amazing reception uh, from the local community. People are sharing it. People are excited about it, much more so than the big, broader WordPress stuff that I do. And that has been really cool to see. And I think what we're going to see, if, if it isn't already out there, the trend isn't already out there, is more media creation from you know, small indie creators like you and I, but for the local scene and people being really engaged. And then you start to look at the numbers and say, hmm, it's really difficult for me to grow a YouTube channel of general interest and general internet marketing to 50,000 viewers or 50,000 subscribers. But I bet if I started in my local community right now, I might get 50,000 listeners in my local community, depending on how big your area is. And I sit in between two cities and Providence is only 30 minutes away. So there's a strong chance that 50,000 subscribers to a YouTube channel or a podcast for a local niche might not be unheard of, right? So you start to balance like, boy, competing in the big internet cloud or doing something local, you might actually be able to build bigger numbers locally and then funnel them up to something more general in the future. Those are just my threads of thought on all that stuff. That's a great insight that, uh, you know, kind of the, it's still early days in some ways. Like, you know, it's easy if you're in technology to get wrapped up in like, oh, it's all been done before or whatever. But things, I mean, WordPress is an example. I talk to people all the time, have no idea what that is. Uh, you know, most, I know a lot of people who don't have a single video on YouTube. I mean, it's still early days. The, and, and, and here's the gut, here's the gut check, right? I, I, I live a lot of this stuff just by my gut instinct, uh, for better or for worse. And when I'm at local events, yeah, what do you do? Oh, I do this, you know, I do a, I do, I have the number one podcast on word on WordPress entrepreneurship and they're like, okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, they're like, I, I don't, I don't understand. I don't get it. But I start telling people I'm creating a podcast for South Coast entrepreneurship and people are like, oh, that's like, that's great. Does anybody that's else? Great. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, then, and then people are like, is that, uh, does anybody else do that? And like, not that I know of. And then, oh, wow, that's, that's, that's amazing. And, and you start to hear it. And now people, I'm watching people share it and I'm watching people tag other people, you know, in the comments. And I already have half a dozen to a dozen. I, I this just launched this last week. I have half a dozen to a dozen people who've already sent me a contact form. Like, I want to be on your show. And people who have never like, people have known that I do podcasts before, but they're already like, we, we got the perfect person that should be on the show. People are like ready to like give me content in this space because it's unserved. Um, so it's, it's kind of cool to see this happen. That's a really great insight. It's like another layer down on niching. Like you said, do you want to go big and go global internet cloud 
niche or or uh, make it local. For example, you could make a course or a membership site for stay-at-home moms. Or if you lived in New York City, it could be stay-at-home moms New York City. And now that's a completely, a, very, a much more targeted audience. And, and you get to exploit the local factor. And it's a way of validation. Like a lot of people in my local market, when I told them that I had a podcast and I could show them whatever, 100 plus five-star reviews on my iTunes channel, and then just a whole bunch of videos on YouTube. They didn't even care about the subscriber rates. They're just like, oh, you know this stuff. <laughs> yeah. like, you got all this stuff out. And obviously, you know this stuff. You're the guy that, you know, everybody refers to me as the WordPress guy around my local market. You know, but it's only because I've, they just know I talk about WordPress all the time. They have probably haven't seen 99.9% .9 of the websites or products that I've put out there. You just, it's just validated because I, I do this thing. Yeah. Persistence. <laughs> that, yeah. that is awesome. Well, I wanted to get real tactical for you, the listener, um, and just share some things. Uh, one thing you mentioned, uh, you posted a video the other day and you got a thumbs down. One of the things I've observed when studying YouTube is um, it can, it's like one of the most negative places in the comments. <laughs> and uh, fortunately on my channel, for Lifter LMS, uh, it's, it's generally relatively positive, but I know a lot of people experience a lot of negativity on YouTube. So I just want to tell, you, tell people that if you go there, um, the, it seems to have the highest population of trolls of any social media area. But I don't know, do you have a comment on negativity or keyboard, keyboard warriors on YouTube? Man, it's, it's, it's funny. Like We go back to this evergreen content that we were talking about before. And this is where YouTube does a really good job of it, uh, you know, surfacing searches, but at the same time, it does a terrible job at it. Um, you know, Evergreen, at least in software, right? Like, so if you're doing a tutorial on how to build a shed office, that'll probably last freaking 50 years, right? I mean, <laughs> you know, hundreds of years, right? Yeah. I mean, you're following the same principles that people have been building houses forever, but software it changes every month, right? I mean, mostly. So I get comments on, on reviews. They're not, they weren't even really reviews. They weren't even fully tutorials. This is like half-baked stuff that we did way back in the day at the studio. And one of the first ones we did was on WooCommerce and Gravity Forms because those were huge back then. And I still get comments on this five-year-old content and people are like, this is stupid. This, this doesn't even exist anymore. Why are you watching this? <laughs> the date on it says five years ago. So Google, Google rewards like, uh, old, you know, uh, what do they call it? Like seasoned content. Right, right. <laughs> it doesn't it, work for software. It doesn't, it doesn't work for software, right? And as, so as a creator, you're like, well, if I, maybe I just delete this content, but then you look at the content and you realize that it brings people into the channel at the same time. Um, yeah, again, I grew up in the car industry, so I know what it's like to get rejected uh, literally to your face. So it's something of, of sort of just a thick skin that I've, I've been able to, uh, uh, to build up over time. I think a lot of people just have to be uh, uh, just cognizant of that. But there are times, man, where I will look through other YouTubers, people that are putting stuff out, um, especially in the tech tech review world. Like if I want to learn about, I don't know, uh, I don't know, a new phone that's coming out or a new piece of camera equipment or something like that. There are honest people that are just trying hard to build something and people are just vile. And sometimes I want to be like the, 
the keyboard warrior back and be like, and then you click on their channel and they've got no videos. It's like, how about you put up a video, right? Let's see your face on YouTube, you know? Uh, and it, it, it boils my blood a little bit, but it's something that you do have to just uh, hopefully ignore. Uh, it can be pretty hurtful and hateful for some people, I'd imagine. Um, and if, if you can't deal with that stuff, uh, don't look at comments or if it's really bad for your health, then I would say shy away from from YouTube, uh, if you can, I, I don't even know off the top of my head if you can shut comments off. On, I think you can. Yeah, I think you can. So I would just maybe do that if you want to. I mean, you might suffer on some community engagement or some ranking stuff, but if it's something that you really can't take, um, then maybe try that route. That's cool. <clears throat> well, let's do um, just to close it out. I'm going to put you on the spot, and I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to go first to give you time to think about it. But if, if you, the listener out there, wants to get into video, uh, Matt and I are going to give you some tips on how to get the most out of YouTube for your online course, your membership site, or just your you know, entrepreneurial effort as a business owner, not just an entertainer. Um, so I'm going to do five and then hand it over to Matt. The first thing I would say is to spend a little bit of time thinking about the title, which we've kind of talked about like... AIDA, awareness, interest, decision, action. People are aware of like the problems they're having. They may not necessarily know the solution. So just, th- just look at that. Like when you title something, don't title it as if they already know what the solution is because you're more likely to get a lot more views on that video. And use keywords, use their language, not your language to, uh, to title it. That's my first. My second is take at least like two minutes to actually write a description, put a link to your website in the first couple of lines or to a even better, like a specific page on your website or blog or another video in your channel that um, always have a call to action in there. And even that link shows up in the search result. So it's, it's, it's just great for traffic. That's, that's my total secret weapon on getting website traffic uh, from video marketing. The other tip I'm going to give you is just to start, you can see Matt and I have decent microphones and, you know, decent backgrounds or whatever. But if you, I I cringe when I go look at my old videos, you just got to start. And especially if you're, you know, camera shy or whatever, just, just get it done. And and sometimes if I, I don't even like go back to look at some videos, if I, whatever, just, just get it done, just get that flywheel spinning. And then maybe that snowball will get quite big one day, but everybody starts somewhere. Anytime I listen to a podcast or a YouTube channel, sometimes for fun, I go back and look at the early stuff and it, it my mine included. I'm like, dang, they've gotten so much better over time. Uh, the other one is just to research, uh, YouTube, like research your niche, research other niches. Um, when you're researching a niche, you know, look at, look at things like Amazon and look at the comments, look for pain points in your niche. There's another good, good, uh, if you see a trend in, in like popular books in your niche in the comments, you can find pain points and stuff like that. Look at the videos that have bigger views in your niche and see if you can figure out why just do some research. Don't just assume that you know what's best. That's my fourth tip. And then my fifth tip is, Use a, uh, you know, like we're doing right now, we're using, uh, I think, laptops or a video camera that is fixed in place. Um, uh, Use a tripod if you're using a regular camera. And if you are going to be on the move, 
like, you know, you know, people, how they do those videos in the car, but they've got their phone like steady up on the glass or there's something called a steady cam or selfie stick that can just give you a little bit of control. Nothing kills a video more than the handheld iPhone shaky, made certain people dizzy and, and want to throw up shots. You can still do that. And I recommend doing that if you have something really important to say or you're capturing like a global event or something like that. But uh, that's my one tech tip is like stabilize the camera. Over to you, Matt. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to hit that. I'm going to bonus that one just a little bit more. So right now I'm used to using my, my webcam, uh, but I also have my webcam uh, on a tripod because I talk a lot with my hands. You can probably hear this through my microphone. Normally I have this off my desk, but I hit the table. I'm hitting the table and the camera's not shaking. So I used to do it with my camera right on my monitor right here and the whole monitor shakes, right? So that's shaking and that would drive, drive me crazy and I'm sure it drives the audience crazy. So even a, a webcam, put it on a tripod if you can. Um, uh, tip number one, starting with the hardware, you don't have to get lost in uh, doing crazy camera investment uh, like I did <laughs> and do. And, and this is actually a cheap end uh, of, the, of the spectrum. This is what I shoot most of my, or all of my videos on for YouTube. This is Panasonic G7 uh, for those of you watching. Uh, this is a super affordable, great quality uh, 4K camera. I don't shoot in 4K anymore because the files are massive. But you don't have to go crazy like this. Uh, if you don't want to spend a few thousand bucks, you can get something super affordable for under that. And what really makes a difference is some decent set sets of lights or use the natural light outside. Uh, so lighting is really critical in video. And uh, you might want to invest in that versus investing in a camera. And then good audio uh, second or maybe even first in, in terms of what makes good video. Um, my second tip uh, for the for YouTube channels is find something that you are going to be able to rinse and repeat and do without having to think too hard, uh, especially if you're in the phase of like, I need to grow an audience and I don't have the luxury of just having something on autopilot. Uh, creating YouTube videos, again, is, is going to be something of a, of a challenge, not just in the time, but it's, you know, it's even simple editing, uh, and uploading to YouTube takes time and then creating the thumbnails and doing the descriptions like Chris said, all of that stuff uh, takes a whole bunch of time. And then the most important piece of it is promoting it <laughs> and getting people to, to view it. Uh, we didn't even really talk about that too much today, uh, but maybe that'll be my tip number three. So tip number two, find something that you, you can comfortably do at a good cadence. And tip number three, promote the heck out of it. So, I mean, it's like everybody who is into daily blogging. It's like, yeah, you can daily blog and that's great for SEO and crawling and search engines and stuff like that. But what about promoting it? Like if you're promoting a daily post every single day, I mean, the most you're going to promote is three, four times a day for that one blog post and you're going to do it again next, the next day. How about just create an awesome, solid piece of content once a week and then promote bits of it out throughout the week, right? And use something of, uh, you know, a different sort of promotional calendar that way. Um, so promote the heck out of that. And tip number four would be, I guess on that same line is be confident about it. The worst thing that you could do is feel like you're not putting out your best quality work. Um, and when you promote it, feel confident in like, this is, this is a, a great piece of content that people should see. And 
you don't be forceful about it. Don't go into Facebook groups and dropping it into every single Facebook group that you're a part of. Uh, but if it's a piece of content that fits one or two Facebook groups that you're you know, prominent in and you think that it serves value, then you can go in and say, hey, look, I, I, I think this is a great piece, uh, great information for this group. Uh, here's why you know, I'd love for you to, to, to watch it. Um, promoting it and feeling confident about it is they go hand in hand for me. Uh, is that four? Number five. One more for the people. One more for the people. Number five, don't listen to the haters, right? This is going to take some time. Uh, we talked about sort of the negativity on, on YouTube. Uh, you know, again, that, that local podcast that I put out, I asked people to go and, and, and leave me a review on iTunes for people who are excited. It, you know, it, there's one like preview episode out there. And I got one one-star review and I'm like, man, you know, like this, this is people you have no idea uh, who you're up against here. Uh, but don't listen to the haters. Use it as something that's going to fuel you to keep going. Again, I think a lot of you, as you get into this, I think many people listening to say, I know I'm good for YouTube. Like, I know this is going to be my thing. And there are people who are like, no way. Like, I, I can't put my face on camera. Um, I totally get it. But the people who are on the fence right now, which way they can go. Uh, you, you have to persevere. And I think what'll happen is you'll find something that you really like to create on YouTube. And uh, you won't worry about the numbers uh, as much as you think you will once you find something that you like publishing. Uh, so just a lot of confidence and, and reassurance as, as you move along. Matt Medeiros, ladies and gentlemen, and that was YouTube gold for you. Thank you so much, Matt, for coming on the show and sharing your insights and wisdom with us. We really appreciate it. How can the listener connect with you further? Uh, the website is mattreport.com, youtube.com slash the Matt Report. You can check me out over there. Uh, I'm always experimenting, and so far I'm doing a video every day this week. So I have, a, I have a, another video to, to post up here today, but I usually do it once a week. Awesome. And for you, the listener, turn this off and go make a YouTube video. Have a great day.